Colleen. Hello, Alma. Hi, Albert. Hello, wifey. Hello, <laughs> Albert. Oh, my gosh. Hello, Miss Carleen. What was I watching? And they were, oh, it was um, Goldberg's. And Barry and all his friends were doing doctor, 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 <laughs> doctor, 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 every time they left. Albert, are you going to drink wine? Uh, possibly after I get through drinking my beer first. Okay, oh. we warned you guys last week that my hubby might be <laughs> joining us, and he is. Albert's here. Which one's yours? Um, I haven't drank out of okay, well, I'm either gonna... one. You're not recording it, right? Here. I am recording. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, okay. we do a little well, pre recording I just want to say uh, hello to everybody out there in Podlandia. <laughs> That like is the uh, make-believe land where people sit around all day drinking wine and beer and listening to podcasts. It's a beautiful place. You actually should visit it sometime. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> every other week? No, all day long. Every day. <laughs> it's a dream life. So how you been? Good. You know, when you asked me how my week was, totally forgot about, and I, I think I told you this, but I'm not sure. I was working on preparing for a client and I was doing a little meditation and in the middle of it out of nowhere I get the clearest vision of my mom and then I knew like it wasn't like oh look at my mom it was something's not right like I'm gonna get a call saying something's not right and the next morning I got woken up from my sister saying that my mom was rushed to the hospital did I tell you about that yeah you did tell me anyway so she was rushed to the hospital I I guess she was having chest pains and my mom she has a history of strokes but heart problems and stuff too so anyway so of course we get worried and nobody can go with her and so that's even worse yeah that's the worst part of this whole thing Mm -hmm. is that you can't if your daughter was having a baby you couldn't be in there with her like I have a friend that her daughter's about to have a baby, and she's, like, freaking out. Oh, that's so sad. That's yeah. when you wish you just had home birth. I think I would change it and be like, I'm having a home birth. Because right. I don't even feel, like, my mom going to the hospital. Is I was safe? weirded out. Yeah, I didn't feel safe either way. Anyway, so she she's fine. And then that afternoon, I got a call from my in-laws who needed me to go pick up a prescription and I was like no problem and I get to their house and my mother-in-law never called to tell me that she was having more medical issues than what I already knew of Mm -hmm. and I get there she's got this giant bandage on her fore on her head and I'm like what is happening you know what the heck they said she saw a doctor and they said she had shingles and so Mm. I went and got her prescription dropped it off and then a week later or whatever she's calling for me to get another prescription and she's like these doctors are constantly misdiagnosing her and her husband so I don't know who her lame ass doctor is but I keep telling her she needs to switch anyway she did not have shingles she just had it's um folliculitis or something like that folliculitis I think is how they say it something like that yeah, basically, it's like an ingrown hair that um, gets like painful. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the same thing as a boil, you know, an ingrown hair and turns yeah. into a boil and gets infected. But 
anyway, it's thank God, but it can be very serious because hers needed so much care. And if it gets into her eyes or if any of the, the pus inside leaks, Where it can it cause an infection, right? Yeah. It can spread. Is it on her forehead? Yeah, it's on her, her like right, her hairline Ugh. and her head. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very sad. But, you know, they're 90 years old, so anything can be, like what probably wouldn't be dangerous, dangerous to us. Yeah, yeah. right. So anyway, that's that's glad to hear that she's doing Mama's okay. okay. Every both moms are okay. It's just crazy time to be getting sick. There's all kinds of. I people. can't stand looking at that. Oh, okay, we should it open looks it. Looks so good. <laughs> we should open it. I forgot about she's it. Like, you know how much like temptation. Yeah. So oh, yummy. All right, so I have these uh, cinnamon swirl loaf cakes sitting here in front of us, and they are tempting us. And there's napkins underneath. So if you guys want to grab yeah, some napkins, they are. It's no, a that's them. That's them. That's them. Oh, it's them? They saw me open the door and they they just went went crazy. Those are our four-legged children, as you can tell by the sounds. Oh, my God. I think our whole audience knows about our four-legged children and the whole journey of puppyhood. The ship fast and... Like, everything. They've gone through it with us. Yeah. (laughs) Smells like shit. Oh, Shorty just farted. No. No. Okay. No. Somebody just freaking... (laughs) Oh, what exploded. were you going to say about Patreon? Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. You know, oh. ADD and all. But um, <clears throat> I was going to say, do you, have you watched that this thing about the Golden State Killer? It's based on Mich- Michelle McNamara's book, I'll Be Gone in the Night. That's it's, the uh, Netflix one. Yeah, from. yeah. I just start, it's not, is it Netflix? It's almost kind of like a biography a little bit because it kind of goes through her whole process. There's like a lot of um, footage of like her investigating I the saw Golden this. State Killer. The kids told me to watch it. I it's, saw it's it. It's on HBO. I saw it. Oh, okay. Yes. It is you're on right. HBO. It is on HBO. And it's on Sunday nights. And it's like they're. Oh, this Sunday series? will be the third, the third episode. Yeah, I think I it's a short series. I did not see it. It's yeah. a short series. It's on HBO if you guys want to watch it. But, anyways, I started watching it. It's really good. Hook, Line, and Sinker. Hmm. Did I tell you? I think I did. Or what? maybe I didn't. Did About I? this? Mm hmm. You or and the kids, I think, told me because I thought I started watching it. Also, I've, that's one of the ones that I wanted to cover for a while, but it's a big story. We it's one of these like what we're doing today. We'd probably have to take the whole podcast to do it. Yeah, I will. So, I will. Segwaying into uh, the Golden State Killer, let's uh, discuss the original American serial killer. He's like, let's He's get anxious. to it. He's like, let's get to it, because I've been watching this shit all week. <laughs> Listen, the shit messes with you too. I'm telling you. Yeah. So this guy um, was really something. So Carlene is gonna take on the the true crime part of it. Mm-hmm. H. H. Holmes, and I'm going to give you what I've pieced together for the. There's a paranormal piece to it, so we're. It's but you all guys can H. H. jump Holmes. in. Yeah, it's all H. H. Holmes for this whole episode. So and we're we're gonna share. We are gonna share. Because you guys have watched so much about it that you know. So, don't be I, shy. I uh, made Albert watch uh, Ghost and Adventures. And I'm going to provide the play-by-play. Play. Yeah. I'm going to eat that whole thing with some then. Yeah, do it. It's good. That's mm-hmm. what I bought it for. Mm-hmm. That's what I bought it for. It's delicious and we're hungry. Anyways. I'm going to have to take a big gulp of wine because it's all stuck in my throat. Cheers. Cheers. Did you tell them what wine? Okay, so we started out with... Uh, 
cupcakes and what cupcake wine that she brought, but actually bought uh-huh. Casiero del Diablo. I'm going to let Albert read the, the label there. It's 2019 Melbeck. Yes, it is Casiero del Diablo. He can read better Malbec. than me. From Chile. Chile. Concha y toro. Would you hmm? like me? <laughs> Wait, I gotta ask you a question. For a long time, my my whole life, I've had one Hispanic friend or another. <laughs> Back in the day, it was my friend Eunice, and her mom and dad only spoke Spanish, very little English. And so I would go in, and all I would hear is, Ay, Gary, loco, gringa, right? And so I'd be like, what are they saying? All I hear is my name. <clears throat> so I would imitate them by doing my fake Spanish. Right. So her mom would always say, you you need to learn Spanish. Right. And so I'd say, I learned Spanish. Right? Right. So I'm doing this one. See, you laugh. I did. I've never had anybody be insulted. Did it one night with my kids, and my kids are like, "Oh my god, mom, that is so prejudiced." I'm like, "What are you talking?" Okay, I raised you guys. I'm the last person who would ever be prejudiced against anybody. But okay, and they're and so I'm like. I have been doing that my whole life because I don't know Spanish and I really want to. Right. And I, I think I'd be really good at it because I can, I think I well, can I get think the accent. Can, I think you Trust me, do, it's yeah, not an in insult in any way because there's a lot of Mexican-Americans <laughs> that are in the same boat. <laughs> Trust me. <Yeah. laughs> Look, I understand Spanish and I can speak Spanish to my family, uh-huh. but I try not to speak Spanish to other people because my Spanish is very broken. Like, <laughs> she's like... I think I that's typically, typically, she throws me in and says, uh, babe, go talk to them. Right. <laughs> hey, that's how my friend, she would talk to her parents, and I would make fun of her for that. I'd be like, she'd say, yesterday, uh, uh, the store, like, it was, <laughs> the whole thing was, and then I had my friends who were straight from the border, and... Um, they, we would teach them English. They would cook for us and, and then they would teach us Mexican Spanish. They, they were right. Bad from, words? Huh? They would teach you the bad words and you teach them the bad words? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, Pretty much. they caught on to what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, go over to, uh, Polo. And he, they'd say, tell Polo them. Polo or Pollo? Polo was his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Was a good, and he okay. was very cute. So, um, and they would say, "Tell him," and I don't know if I say this right. ¿Quieres dormir conmigo esta noche? ¿Quieres dormir conmigo? Este Will noche? you sleep with me tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so I'd go up to him, and then all of them would be like, "Hey, And then they'd be chasing me. All okay, you have to see that her actual yeah, bodily expressions, like she's just like. Thrusting. Yeah. Thrusting, thrusting, right thrusting right now. One. That's what they would do. <laughs> and then they chase me around. And so we were like, okay, go up to that lady and tell her your shoes look like shit. So they'd go up and go, your shoes look like shit. <laughs> 
then everybody would laugh. It, does, anyway. it, it happens quite a bit, trust me. I've, I've seen other instances of that happening mm-hmm. with, as well with people where places that I've worked where there's a larger Hispanic, you know, immigrant population. And um, so, or of course, there's a little bit of that. Mexican-American, um, period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're... So there's a little bit of that translation issue and some stuff. So it, it tends to be the case that most of the time, if you're trying to teach each other something, they're um, going to always teach each other the bad words first. <laughs> yeah. they did. I did learn, <clears throat> ¿Dónde vamos a comer? Is that yeah. it? Yeah, where are we going to go eat? Yeah. yeah. So I would learn to say that first and then the other part. Well, there's... And there's like in different parts of like South America and Mexico, the way they say different words mean different things. Like panocha is like the sweet candy thing. But if you go, so in Mexico, it's further north. Yeah. In Mexico, panocha (laughs) sounds dirty. Dirty. But if you go south, it's it's just this, it's piloncillo. Isn't it piloncillo? Piloncillo. Yeah. I don't know. I I learned what puta is. (laughs) <laughs> from spirit <laughs> so i was doing a really? reading and i'm like <clears throat> so he's standing with like his arms folded and he's like wearing this tank he's like checking me out like mm, yeah watch some of that and then he just called me a a puta <laughs> do i know who you did I that remember. reading for who was I it yeah the person you work with yeah yeah yes uh, that's cool. so crazy i totally forgot that you worked with them Angie and uh Oh yes, that's oh. right. It was her brother. Their brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how I learned what that word was. And I remember was. her telling me too. <laughs> I was like yeah. laughing so yeah. hard. It was hilarious. So I was like, yeah, that I was like, yeah. So I just learned Spanish from spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and a not so great word. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he said it in an endearing way. He didn't say it like he's like, you puta. I'm going to kick your ass. I don't know that puta. It was more like, hey, I want to get with this puta. It was like, (laughs) (laughs) that still sounds gross. It was a flattering puta. (laughs) Was it? Really? Well, from spirit to me, (laughs) it's our thing. There's no way that would ever be a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. He sounds... He, he sounds like a gentleman, doesn't he? Yeah. No, yeah. Super sweet. Nice because I know these people. <laughs> anyway, just thought Anyways. I'd ask you guys that because my kids definitely hit me feeling like shit. No. And I don't feel bad. So, so are we ready? Let's, let's, let's get do it. All right, guys. We are doing we. We, we. we as we. a collaboration. We, we. <laughs> oh, we actually have a we, we in the room. Oh, we, we. <laughs> Carlene always has to wee wee, but now we have wee a wee wee. Monsieur. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, the wine's kicking in. Yeah. Sorry. I don't, I'm drinking this shit fast. It's a, oh well, we haven't got to that one. No, that one's 13.9. That one's breathing. 13.9. Oh, damn. So, good thing so there's three of us. I mean, need with a little help. I might help need a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might need somebody halfway through to read the rest of this. <laughs> All right. All right. Good thing I'm eating that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, baby. <laughs> Albert. Oh, my hernia oh. popped out. <laughs> <laughs> so Albert gets to see what, what the hell we're laughing at. <laughs> she 
she snorted. <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. She's like, all these years I've wanted to go in that room. <laughs> I know. And now he's finally like, yeah. All right, you're so lucky, Albert. <laughs> you're welcome. And then I'll have to take like five pee breaks too, <laughs> or more. Uh, I'm used to that. I see that all the time. <laughs> I, I hear Carleen come out. Okay, I gotta go potty. <laughs> all out. She announces to the whole house. Like, I'm the only other one out here, Carleen. You don't have to announce it. You know where it is. Go and pee. Anyway, we're doing our story on. Wait, did he have a name? Like, was there a, a title for him? Do you Wasn't remember? It, like. Howard Mudgett or something like well, that. Well, yeah, but he didn't have, like, the blank serial killer or... You know how, like, Jack the Ripper was Jack yeah, the Ripper? Yeah, he had a few titles out there. Something the something of Chicago or the Devil of Chicago or something like that. Oh. There was a few or the... Yeah, I'll look him up right now. I mean, he definitely has a lot of aliases. Yeah. yeah. So that... He was good at that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that right now. The kind He also gets around. We're talking about a serial killer named Herman well wait oh Herman not Howard sorry no but well Henry Howard Holmes is how what he really went by um H.H. Holmes Mm -hmm. is what he Orale Holmes preferred (laughs) to be known as (laughs) that's what he mostly went by right he was born Herman Webster Mudgett I would change my name too Herman yeah definitely (laughs) Every time I hear that name, I automatically think of the Munsters. Oh, Oh, yeah. Somebody might be listening with their name Mudget. So we're sorry. Yeah, Mudget. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, because there's still Mudgets alive. So. So, No offense to anybody out there named Herman. Yeah, or Herman, yeah. (laughs) Herman Munster. Herman. Yeah. Munster. (laughs) I can't get into that show. The Monsters. What? what? Yeah, I used to like it. Was it was one of my favorite shows to watch when I was growing up. Yeah, I used to like it. Right. It's on now a lot. and oh, Yeah, I on can't. TV Land, I think it is. Yeah, I can't watch it. Anyway, okay. He was born May 16th, 1861. He was born in New Hampshire. Um, his parents, though, are English immigrants which i think we were talking about that earlier okay get this his dad's name is levi horton mudget when i heard levi didn't i do my last story on the levi I don't, yeah there was a or levi. the story before it was on levi boone yeah that's right so i heard levi i was like "Ooh, another levi anyway okay um and his mom's name is theodette Theodette. Theodette, which First is... First time I ever heard that name for a yeah, female. Yeah, never ever heard that. But what's wow. crazy is I just thought of this. There's a, I think there's another Theodette in this story. I think he hooks up with somebody. Maybe. Or names a kid Theodette. Oh. But anyway, we'll get to it. That would make sense. Um, he was... There were five children. He's number three. Uh, the Mudgets had a very strict religious home. Which is very interesting that they raise a demon child. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Right? Um, He had an older sister, an older brother, a younger brother, and a younger sister. His parents were really hard. It sounds like they were middle class, hardworking. It sounds like his father did some farming and kind of 
fell back on farming when he needed to make money for the family. But anyway, just to give you a little background. But I will tell you, he, um, his dad sounds like he was a little sadistic too. Mm -hmm. He was a dick. That's for sure. He was very abusive. And later on in the story, I'll talk about, we're going to call him Holmes because that's what he generally goes by. So Holmes, Holmes, H.H. Holmes, wrote his own novel, a little book about his life. Basically. In prison, right? Yeah. And to give to the judge. Well, we'll go ahead and talk about it right now. He, He wrote a book to give to the judge while he was in prison um, before his death. And he, it's basically, because I saw the original of the book and I was reading some of it and it's basically a poor me, an excuse for why I'm demented. Right. And he talks about how abusive his dad was. But then, so he went to- A lot of people have had abusive fathers and don't turn into serious. Exactly. But anyway, the school he went to, he caused a lot of trouble. He got into trouble a lot. And the principal, he ends up in the principal's office. This really, it sounds like the principal was abusive too, because it, there's a story about um, putting him in front of a skeleton and like taunting him with the skeleton. Okay, was it the principal or was it some kids? <clears throat> no, it was the principal. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was some kids picking on him because I did watch it. See, that's the thing about like people telling these stories because one of the. YouTube's that I had watched, it was like he was being picked on, bullied. He did get bullied of- by kids, but okay. he also, yeah, it, and at that same point, so that could be where oh, okay. that came I wonder in. If, I wonder if some of that's not related to the uh, just the from what he had gone through from being around his dad and whatnot, just kind of making him the way he was. It was causing some of these kids to see him as maybe uh, weird or an outsider or whatever. Well, that's where all the bu- bullying came from. Right. I mean, he definitely was a target. And he probably was already weird because they already said that as an adolescent, he was already distributing um, or showing signs of distributing. Distribute. What's selling marijuana? What? (laughs) Not distributing. Displaying signs. Right. My God, my word. He's torturing animals, right? <laughs> Give her some more wine, honey. <laughs> she was dis- he was displaying signs of, um, yeah, of a serial killer. Psychopathy or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, he was like killing animals and stuff. Yeah. So it's crazy. Okay, so yeah, he was killing animals and... You know, your typical psychopath. Yeah. I mean, they do say that is one of the signs. signs so. Yeah. Yeah. When my kids have had like one or two friends that are so and so killed an animal, blah blah blah, and I'm like, <gasps> stay what? away from that friend. <laughs> you don't allowed to play with that person anymore ever yeah, again. That's terrifying. That but- was one of the things I made sure to check on for my children first to make sure they show empathy for children. <laughs> make sure they you love they that love doggy, animals. right? You don't want to yes. hurt the doggy. The doggy died of natural causes, right? <laughs> That's you know what? That's one of my criteria. If you're if you are a good person, uh, you're a good person. Yes. You are good to animals. Well, that's, Animal that's one of the reasons why I love having animals and dogs is because they tend to have a the ability to kind of read people. They, they can do. Tell they are very sensitive. Demeanor and energy right off the bat. So they tend to react weirdly to somebody. It's usually because there's something wrong with a them. Weird vibe coming off of them. Yep. 
Pets and children. Yeah. Yes. And also that. Yes. That's why I never made my kids hug people because when you're teaching them, don't talk to strangers, and then you're telling them to hug a stranger. You don't want to hug, especially when they don't want to hug somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And you're telling them to like... Go against their own instincts. Yeah. Don't. Don't let people violate, touch your no-no square, blah, blah, blah. And then you're saying you have to hug that person. Right. But no. I didn't do that. That's, I would... like, that's big in our culture is like, mm-hmm. you know, you're made to, you're shamed if you don't hug your tios or your tias uh-huh. or whatever. Like you're like, your parents are like, I can't believe you were that rude. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of expected. It's expected. Uh, but That's now, how we were raised. Yeah, but I didn't do that to my kids. Yeah, no. And my sister, my oldest for the longest time was like, your kids don't love me. Well, because my oldest, he's very like stand back and got to observe. And when you come on really strong, he would back up. He didn't like that. And so she was very strong and her perfume was strong. Everything about her was very aggressive. And so he was like, "Mm mm-mm. And so... I, ha- I kept explaining to her that I don't, I'm not going to force my kid to hug you when I'm trying to teach him that he doesn't have to well, do especially that. Especially in today's yeah. world. I mean, one of the biggest problems is with women, they don't know how to say no to. Exactly. They don't. Yeah. It's impolite. They, we don't like to be impolite to people. Well, know? and family members that are molesting. That's yeah. they, Well, I mean, that, that. that tends to be right? the, that's, that's the tendency for a lot of the cases that occurs because of people that have already gained the trust of these children and then they use that and turn it around on them mm-hmm. to then molest them. Before you even started pouring. I know. I know, I was already going, it was already making that sound. And you know what, the reason that I chose this was because it had the, and you'll know as we tell the story, uh-huh. uh, it has this, it has the whole like devil picture on there, but you'll know why why I chose this after. Yeah, you You'll see me? a picture of it on the oh, uh, Instagram. <laughs> oh, this one is a little darker. Mm. Well, More? I mean, Satan is the <laughs> king of darkness. Right? It smells a little sweeter. Okay. I would, I would say certain things about wine. And she would say, all I care about. Wait, what would you say? That it gets you drunk. <laughs> does it get me drunk? How fast does it get me drunk? How fast I'd be will like, I get what tipsy? is the percentage? How fast <laughs> can I get tipsy to tell the tale? Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, oh, this one has a smoky flavor or whatever. Yeah. And she'd be like, I just care if it gets me drunk. <laughs> you know, sometimes it just makes my feet swell and it doesn't really yeah. do anything for well, me. Some or it gives me a headache. Headache, yeah. Because yeah. some of these, depending on uh, like what kind of I don't know what kind of grapes it'll can give you a migraine gives me a headache too right I think it's the sulfates too so oh the sulfates yeah. that's what it is exactly you're right that's what I'll say a lot so whenever sm- I get the um swollen feet I'll be like oh that have a lot of sulfates <laughs> that's sophisticated <laughs> of you well my palate's not very sophisticated but sometimes my vocabulary is <laughs> She's always right, too, just to let you know, Albert. You should probably already know that. I think he knows. <laughs> I learned that decades ago. Yeah. I think it's a Gemini thing. What, that you're always I'm, right? I'm going to blame it on being a Gemini. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's I'm, right. That I'm an asshole. Right. Well, multiple personalities. Is it the planets are aligned, so can we all be assholes? 
Yes. What? Five planets are Isn't that the right case now? already? Look at everybody running around, breathing <laughs> on each other without masks. <sighs> <laughs> oh my God, though. Are you watching on the news how some people, like, if people are, like, questioning why somebody isn't wearing a mask, and then, like, there's video of a lady hacking on a baby? Yeah. What is people? wrong with you? Yeah. You're a psychopath. If they, yes. if you do something like that, you're a psychopath. Yeah, just to me. like you're a just, complete psychopath. There's videos everywhere of people just throwing tantrums like little kids. Yes. There's like one lady, three, on the floor. one lady, one old lady <laughs> at Costco yes. sat on the floor. Yeah. Throwing a tantrum. I There's another that. lady in a shoe store that picked up boxes of shoes and started throwing them at the salesperson. Oh, oh my god. Uh, it's like, man, people just You're need ridiculous. to chill out. Go like, home. Life is Go too home. short to be behaving in that manner. There's definitely other things in your life that are wrong and you're displaying it in that yeah. way at that time. Yeah. For that reason, because you don't want to deal with what's re- really what, going on. What's going on, on deeper. Yeah. Yeah. That tends to be the case with most people. Oh, this is really showing some... Oh, this is a good one. Good choice. Did you take a sip? Yes, I did. She's like, I took several. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on my second glass, honey. She's like, I'm already on my third one. You need to catch up. All right. Okay. We interrupted. All right. So he was highly intelligent. I don't know if you guys noticed that. But he is a very smart man. And what somebody had said was... It was. It's unusual to see like a serial killer or somebody like that even graduate college, right? And complete college, even high school, right? And even though they could, because they're so usually they're very like they're they're so smart. Yeah, so yeah. intelligent. They're they, smart enough to do it. They just don't do yeah, it. Yeah, right. they just it just their the way they they think. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't fit in with normal society, basically. Right. So that's why right. they have trouble fitting in. But he did. He went all the way. But around 18, because we were talking about he might have, you and I had said something about, he might have committed murders earlier than what's actually documented. Documented? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know that's like a signature. We right. do it every podcast. <laughs> Join in, Albert. <laughs> do it, Albert. It's it's uh, wine tongue. Yes, we're speaking in wine, wine tongue. I'm like sucking <laughs> the wine off my. I'll tongue. have beer tongue here shortly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow, babe, come on. <laughs> Sorry, Carly's I meant to tell that to you later. Oh, after should we're off I the leave? She, she's like, wait, what's that? Wait, wait, huh? Should I, should I go in the other room? I think I'm Earphones on? Earmuffs. Uh, okay, so anyway, at age 18, did you, did you guys watch the part about the cousin? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that yes. was the, the History Channel special that... Yes. And there was another something that they briefly skimmed over it, but the History Channel... So, let's talk about that. Yeah. What do you think? That he had, let me see, Mary was his cousin, and she disappears. They find her floating in the river, a creek, li- river, liver, the liver. She's floating, floating in her liver. liver. It's she just a liver. She must a lot of wine, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This I've had dreams like that before where I'm floating in my liver. Yeah. <laughs> I've been floating in the liver. i plenty of those nights. Oh. Harleen might be floating in her liver tonight. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so 
He's around 18 years old. I think 17 or 18, is fair to say. And his, his cousin Mary, she disappears. They find her in the creek or river, mm-hmm. but nobody really knows how she got there. And the only person that was around her, supposedly, is Herman. Right. That was mysterious. Mysterious it, death. It was mysterious. It Because she was submerged in the water, that was weird. Right. Oh, because there were no strangle like, there were no marks on right. her that anything weird happened to her. So there was no bruising. There was no stab. There was no gun. There was no nothing other than she drowned. Somebody right. had to submerge her into the water. Right. It's not like she couldn't swim in this little... <clears throat> she had to be held down. A creek? Right. You yeah. can stand up in a creek. Exactly. So That's weird. That's just too weird. Yeah. So anyway, they think that his murders started before. And didn't they, like on that special, what was it called? Is something about American Ripper or something Yeah, like that. the American Ripper. That's it. When they were looking through the archives of all the deaths, weird deaths that had happened mm-hmm. in that area, there was another mudget. So they didn't find her. So they heard the stories anecdotally. There was another mudget around the same age, around the same time frame, that also drowned in the river. What? I yeah. didn't hear that one. Yeah, I think it was like on the first episode. or this. Yeah. What? Yeah. I missed it. Yeah. So they found another young mudget, like family oh. member, that also died. So Maybe there's I these get coffee. See why I need you? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it we was a lot. Change. And so there's a lot. And right. I, did, I was like, couldn't keep up and well, write and I didn't see that everything. anywhere else. Yeah. So it was something that they found in their research while they were trying to do that. Okay, so the research we're talking about in this American Ripper series, it's on the History Channel. It's also on Amazon Prime. Right. And, okay, so there is a Mudget. His name is Jeff Mudget. And he is the great-great-grandson of Herman. Right. H.H. Holmes. And he has done like 20 years of research on his grandfather, told him of the great grandfather and and all the What what a thing to learn about your family history, right? (laughs) Right. Like, how creepy is that? I was was trying to put myself in his shoes. Like, how would I react? I would probably do the same because I like to investigate. Right. So he got with this CIA, ex-CIA operative, but she also does other things. You know, she's married to Bobby Kennedy the third. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. She's also an actress. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. A little behind the scenes knowledge. Anyway, what is her name though? (laughs) Wait, I wrote it down. Arma, Arma Mosa? No. Arma... Not Amorosa. No. <laughs> and that got her Say karma. <laughs> I wrote her name somewhere. Oh, okay. So anyway, you look for that and I'll finish. The great, great grandson, as he was doing his research, he saw things in common between his great, great grandfather and... Jack the Ripper. And he started to dig deeper. Amaryllis Fox? What was it? Amaryllis Fox? Amaryllis. 
Amaryllis. I was close. Fox. Again, another name that I never heard of before. Yeah. Yeah. So she she went on this little walkabout with him, this little journey. They started investigating to see, like, is it possible, this is why they call it the American Ripper, that his great-great-grandfather is actually Jack the Ripper. Right. So while you watch this thing, there's so much in common that you start to believe that it's possible it's possible right um it's on netflix it's on netflix oh i just saw it on prime oh okay or youtube Mm -hmm. it i watched some of it on youtube oh wait it's not on netflix i'm sorry it's not on netflix sorry wine guys yes rewind rewind (laughs) youtube youtube and prime drink more wine drink more wine it'll be fine that's why we call us tipsy this is what there's a reason why it's called tipsy tales guys anyway that is why jeff mudget started this little adventure so a lot of the information i got was from that but then i also looked at wikipedia wiki what's up that's what i think of this wikipedia Then there was some other site I was looking at, and I can't refer to it right now. I only got a little bit from that. I, I you know, because as you all know, we like to get multiple sources. Right. So that's where I got most of my information. It's just kind of mostly from that, and then kind of collaborations from Wikipedia and other sources. Oh, this is how smart he is. He graduated high school at 16. And then ends up teaching. Did you know that? Yeah. At that, that young? Was, yeah. That's amazing. Pretty scary thought that there was a serial killer teaching young children. Right. Yes, <laughs> I thought the same. So anyway. Okay, so pay attention to this too. I don't know if you guys notice this, but July 4th happens a lot. Like things on July 4th for this guy. Things a pattern. A yeah. And I don't think it's intentional. I just right. think it's how things happen that's weird but anyway july 4th 1878 he married clara lovering in alton and they have a son scary to think right as a kid Mm -hmm. yeah but after you hear this you're gonna be like phew thank god they're okay right because robert ends up in february 3rd 1880 in loudon new hampshire Robert eventually made it to adulthood to become an accountant, a certified accountant. So he makes it. Thank God. Oh, good for Robert. He right? managed to avoid having his dad. Clear. Yeah. Clear. Yeah. Introduce him to the Grim Reaper. Right. And served as city manager. And, oh, he moved to Orlando, Florida and served us but you know what part of it's probably because his dad like moved away from him yeah Yeah. and because he was a hoe yeah so here's the other thing served him well that his dad did (laughs) not only the fact even if his dad didn't per se decide oh you know what i'm gonna kill you son it saved his life the way that he treated him could have possibly made him into another serial killer exactly right or just so, his influence. Yeah, I wonder. Do you ever wonder? I wonder if that's something that's possibly ever transferred through genetics. Oh, that, those uh, tendencies. It's that whole nature and nurture thing we keep coming back yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And it, then also getting hit on the front. Right, the whole frontal lobe thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he ever got hit in the head, bumped his head when he was kidding, but I there's don't no know. evidence of that. I don't know. It never said anything. 
But anyway, you're right. He, I mean, like we said, he changes his name a lot. He also, and I, I know I'm jumping ahead, but he gets married a lot. He's a polygamist. Right. He gets yeah. married a lot. He's a hoe. He is a hoe. And it's not that he's just having affairs. He marries a lot of women. Right. So and not only was he America's first serial killer, he was also America's biggest hoe. Biggest hoe. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised his dick didn't fall off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's because the devil kept it on. Yeah, it could be. All right. In 1882, H.H. <laughs> H. Holmes... Entered the University of Michigan. He did go to college uh, for a little bit, and then he dropped out for like a year, and then he dropped out. And then he waited, and he ended up going back to college, but he went to medical school. And so he ended up at University of Michigan, Department of Medicine and Surgery. And awesome. Huh? Yeah. We should all do okay, but you know where he began perfecting his filleting skills. skills. Yes, <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Practice on all those cadavers. The cadavers that he brought in. Yeah, it, it's crazy how little amount of time they went to medical school. Right. Yeah. So he graduated in 1884, June 1884, and while he was in med- medical school, he would okay. Some stories said he was killing people, and then, so it's the same concept as I kept thinking of when you did Jack the Ripper, right? that he was killing people, and then back then was, as you know from previous stories that we've done, that almost All those grave digger guys. Yes. Where they were selling corpses. Yes. They were digging them up and selling corpses. Which he also did. Yeah. And so- Broken hair. I believe, huh? Burke and Hare. That was the two guys. Burke oh, and the story. I don't know how you remember all that. I do a story and, for, and then yeah. I'm like, what? Did I do that one? All Why right, did we so, do that? Oh, last yeah. week, Carling. I do. I don't know. I don't remember. But he did murder people. And he just like Jack the Ripper style. And he also robbed corpse. And then he would take them in. He would also like dissolve the, the skin and everything. And then bleach the bones so they looked real good and then sell them to the schools and some of those skeletons still remain yeah i heard yeah. that it was like some of yeah. the skeletons could literally be some in of the, the libraries or the schools either now. victims or, or people school. that he like <laughs> yeah dug up from the grave and Ugh. well and then there was a whole insurance scam too right he was like just getting corpses and then he that's like in the story he hold on we're gonna be there sorry i'm jumping ahead <laughs> <laughs> You're making yeah. her jump pages because he was big on fraud and right, yeah, insurance scams, which she ends up in jail eventually for a couple minutes. Okay, according to the housemates. Okay, so this is something I didn't realize either. But so when he was in college in medical school, him and his wife must have lived in the same like a little dorm area with which I didn't realize. So some of the classmates or housemates at the college said that he treated Clara violently and was abusive to her, which I didn't realize that, but makes sense. Right. Anyway, so she she ends up like, go ahead, you go your way, I'll go. They didn't get divorced, but she 
Um, before his graduation, she moved to New Hampshire. She would later write how she knew little of him. Like, they got married too young, and she didn't know anything about him. Well, and I guess in those times, he was considered a good-looking guy, too. Like, I keep uh, running into that, that and I'm like, oh, that was not his, my type, but he was a good-looking guy then. But that was his thing. That right. was his selling point. That's how he got trust the women, because he was like, he was very... Charismatic. Charismatic. Yeah. And then usually that's that's one of the things they mention about a lot of serial killers is they tend to have a charisma a lot of times about them that they they comes naturally to them and that's how they're able a lot of times to lure people in and gain their trust right before they put a knife in their head they're good people people (laughs) people people yeah be careful for those extroverts guys (laughs) you don't you know go ahead and take the weird guy (laughs) the weird quiet guy uh-huh. That you usually like sometimes when you meet somebody that's super weird and quiet and sitting in the corner, you're like, okay, yeah. uh, he probably has somebody died up in his basement. But it's but. not, it's the extroverted guy that's mm-hmm. a people person, right? Honestly, if you watch like those Dateline specials, Mm. It's the guy that was like the family loved him. His friends yeah. loved him. He was on the rowing team. And they were very charismatic individuals. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mr. Popular. Yep. Yeah. He's a killer. Just like that Alaska guy. I can't remember the name, but he was in Alaska and he had the plane and whatever. Like mm. everybody like vouched for him. Yeah. 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 Well, that's oh, he's a good yes. guy. I can't remember. I do remember that yeah, story you did a while back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Don't don't trust that guy. <laughs> Anyway, while working in Philadelphia at a pharmacy, a boy died. Did you hear that part? Yes. Okay. Guy, no surprises. Okay, but everybody else, other people might be surprised. All right. Yeah, you guys just act know. surprised. It's just because we're overlapping stories here. I know. So <laughs> that's why we're... And, and interrupt if you guys know something I don't. But anyway, he was in Philadelphia. He was working at a pharmacy. It's kind of like one of his first, like, Real medical kind of gigs, I think. But anyway, um, evidently, he filled a script, and the kid died. And he, he, um, all right, let's just see. Holmes denied any involvement in the child's death and leaves the city immediately. Guilty leaves. Not guilty would stay, don't you think? Right. Yeah. Anyway, bye, see ya. I'm yeah, change my name again. He doesn't even fight. He's like, mm, bye bye. <laughs> he because he leaves immediately. Anyway, he heads to Chicago. That's the first time he actually like goes. This guy's been everywhere, right? Like from coast to coast, from like different countries. Like everybody's been plagued with his whereabouts, right? I wonder if some of that wasn't just part of because of who he was and he enjoyed being able to like present himself as his persona persona to certain people in different areas of the country. Like a world renowned, sophisticated. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. You never know. Could be. I wanna know where did he get the money I mean Okay, I just answered my own question in a way. I mean, he did. He scammed. He that was his thing. Well, he was and a it's scam kind artist. of weird that like he was such a scammer, but he never paid any of his bills. Yeah. Right. Like, so he always. But that was part of his scam. He was making money, but yeah. he was never. That's paying how bills. he always had the money because he right. never paid anything he owed. He and was, he was into always scamming other people out of theirs. <laughs> insurance frauds, and then he was also like he had things done and then just didn't pay. And, yeah, he got away with it. 
It seems for a while, a long time. Anyway, but right after he, uh, or right before he leaves, he changes his name. This is where he went from Herman to Henry Howard Holmes. So this is when he went to Chicago is when he changed his name. So wasn't that because people were already on to him and they were like filing lawsuits against him? And so he was just like, well, I mean, somebody else to avoid being exposed by victims and their previous scheme and the previous scams of fraud and poisons of death so he had already been the fingers being pointed at for the death of this kid and then he did have little schemes already going of like fraud some insurance things little things like but i don't it's nothing compared to what he's what he going ends up doing. to be doing right yeah. yeah so yeah he's like okay Enough of being Herman. I got to change my name. And that's just par for his course. That's what he does. Right. Anyway. He's a grifter. He is. Yeah. He's the purest form of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It was almost, it's almost like he was a precursor to a lot of the people we see nowadays in politics. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't even put my glass down to say, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. In eight. 1886, Holmes, Holmes, arrives in Chicago. Holmes. Holmes. Sometimes when I was pulling up Holmes, it would come up with... um, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. And I'm like, no. Because that's what you think of when you hear Holmes. Holmes, but... All right. He begins working at a drugstore. Okay. This is like the beginning of it all. Okay. Um... And, and and I I don't usually pay so much attention to like exactly where they're located, but this is significant. Anyway, he's at the southwest corner of South Wallace and West Sixty Third Street in Inglewood, and he starts working for Elizabeth Holton, who gave him the job described. This Elizabeth Holton, she gives him him this job, and she's like, "He is such a hardworking young man." <laughs> that's what she says after a few is glasses. That, is that of what wine. you're? That's what you're channeling, right? Yeah, now, right? yeah. But he eventually buys that drugstore, so that's like where the nightmare kind of begins yeah throw up i don't think anything happens to her no 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 there's speculation so some rumors were saying that her and her husband actually ended up dead but they don't they are fine and live on to the 20th century well i heard that so he dies the husband dies Mm -hmm. but the wife disappears so yeah that's not true that's not true no okay Holmes then purchased an empty lot across from the drugstore. So across, um, I wish you people could see, because we watched it so we can visualize right. like where it's all at. That's I'll, why I'll put, I'll put. Okay. So that's why I was like, it's important that I tell you it's at 63rd Street because there's that whole block. And some believed it's now where, what people call Murder Castle or the Murder Hotel or whatever. They call it Murder Castle, but where they believed it was, they believed it was this whole block, like the, it's now a post office, but it turns out it's only a very small portion of the post office and then a grassy area and like a parking lot area or something. But 
I watched this one thing. This guy, did you see this where he went down into the basement? And that was all like original stuff. Of the post office? Yeah. Oh, no. So there's just remnants of the original basement building. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And spooky at the same time. I just saw like a tail end of that at the end of my. my... You put it in there? Okay, I'll let you cover it. I I consider myself a a fairly brave person, but I don't think I would want to push my luck walking into a place where a lot of people were tortured and killed. No. Did you see all the spirit? That tends to lead to a lot of negative energy hanging around. Yeah. (laughs) No. 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 Okay, so anyway, he, he buys this two-story or this lot and he builds a two-story building so it's only two stories to begin with the bottom is retail kind of the the drugstore he he builds a new drugstore over there and it's all retail and then the second floor is apartments i believe in 1888 etna iron and steel steel sued homes so this is where this all starts like getting extra because to build those buildings or that giant building or whatever, it it's going to cost some money. And this is where his scamming gets super serious because he's not paying them for the steel or for the architects or for the construction. So they're like, F you, man. We're going to sue you. Well, doesn't he end up using different contractors too? Like he expires. Girl, them? we're oh, not there yet. You're jumping ahead. Quite spoiling it for the listeners. So anyway, because he refused to pay them for the architects and steel, he, he then added a third floor, telling the investors and suppliers he intended to... Okay, so just so we can all... He he adds a third floor to add this like more rooms and everything because there's this giant fair that's coming it's humongous it is actually one of like the biggest events that chicago has had or had well i think the united states because it was a world Fair, right, right? It, yeah and people literally came from all around the world to go to this fair and what did they call it uh world's columbine expo mm-hmm. exposition anyway he thought that was going to be the money maker like he would just have an abundance of people staying there and that's where he was going to be. But it didn't happen for him, apparently. 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 (laughs) Um, So anyway, he, while building that and um, because it's so creepy and there's all these little, um, the halls are like mazes and the rooms have like gas being Can we talk drawn about that? into him like gas like chambers. That, I mean, what kind of fucking monster like thinks yeah. of something a- like ahead that? Ahead of time. Like, right. so like he had creepy. it built into the rooms like these freaking gas tubes. Yeah. And he also like was watching them. Like, oh, I didn't little, know that part. Yeah, he had like yeah. little things where he could watch them like yeah. no. suffer. Yeah. He had um fake doors, so like one room would have like several doors in it so the people and then they try and open a door and it would just be a brick wall yeah yeah so it would mess the with their heads pretty perverted and then he had a shoot to <laughs> yeah. just like drop we were them talking down. about yeah. that when so we then, were hearing about the whole time we're like oh i wonder if this is some other 
places where they got the Saw movie ideas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jigsaw, like the original Jigsaw. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so all these rooms had a chute that went into the basement, and then he had, um, oh, kind of skipped ahead. But real quick, to your comment, he did have, um, he was firing workers. Every so many workers he would fire because he didn't want anybody to know his plans and the layout. So he was being tricky. He soundproofed the rooms with asbestos. Like that's poison in itself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he soundproofed the rooms. But I mean, that was pretty common back then. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, up until not too long. Some houses still haven't, don't realize yeah. it. And then they discovered like down in the basement, there was like a whole torture chamber area where he would like literally torture people. Like I was watching something that said mm-hmm. that like he was stretching them. Yes. Is that real or is that myth? Because there's so many things in this story that some of them, some of the stuff is just myth, and some of it. Yeah, but they really found that stuff. Like they, like he had a a rack. Like it was basically a medieval torture chamber. Yes, yes. And that's yeah. This guy is like a freaking. He was like sadist on top of everything else. At least he admits it. Maybe he was reincarnated from that era. Well, we'll talk about his lifestyle. Demon thing. Yeah. There's so much. It's so disgusting. Okay, so okay, so he had acid vats. So he would have them like go into the chute because then he didn't have to do any work. So they would die from the gas and then he would just like send them in the chute and there'd be acid vats. Quick lime that would dissolve them and a crematory 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 <laughs> Crematorium. Um, Crematorium. Cremator- what? Crematorium. Crematorium. Um, there we go. Crematorium. I can't believe I can actually say that. Whew, hey, I better take let's another Just wait until we get to my story, okay? Because I won't be able to talk. But right now, for yours. You get to stay home, so you should be swigging that shit back. Okay. Uh, we might dispose- be driving you home, though. Yeah, I know. You might. <laughs> like, what you're oh, saying I'm is the gone. next one's at my house. Albert so might be I driving you home. <laughs> Albert stopped drinking oh that's good to dispose the victim's bodies he would often sell the the corpse to the medical facility so even when he had that place he was still making money by selling them to medical facilities (sighs) so whatever everything was about money yeah he was making a lot of money doing it but at the same time, like, why was he... Because he was getting some joy from it because there were some that he was just burning. Right. Oh, but then in that special or that series, that history, they they saw... Okay, so that's not in my notes, but he had bought across the river cement factory. Right. But mm. he wasn't selling any of the cement. He was buying it. Right. But he, so... It's coming in, but it's not going out. So what you're saying is there's likely in parts of old Chicago bodies buried in cement. Yes, in the river. And they actually took Mm. a sonar equipment and they found like, but they couldn't get permission to go in there. This is Chicago. Wow. It's oh. gangster land. But that's where the gang, that's where the gangsters came up with the idea. The idea. Oh, okay. Of the cement. See, I didn't get past. So he's an OG gangster is what you're saying. Yeah. He's the original gangster. <laughs> okay. 
So yeah, so they actually came up with that because when you encase them in that cement, like no worms, no... You're sleeping with the fishes. Sleeping with the fishes. (laughs) They actually did, um, they showed like a, they buried a pig and put it in the cement and then like two weeks later came back to see what would happen and it was in perfect condition yeah yeah it's insane because it's pretty much encased in there so once they seal it in and all the moisture and everything pretty much evaporates so it's very 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 slow decay no yeah i mean no worms yeah Yeah. because there's no worms getting to them there's no air the air is the oxygen right is what starts the decay anyway it was very interesting to watch like the science behind some things and then to find out like that i think it was al capone or somebody that they were showing and they're like that's how they got this idea was mm-hmm. wow. from him basically that's nice. where i got the idea of you'll be wearing cement shoes cement shoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep pretty much in 1882 1892 the hotel was completed with three stories and a basement. The first the 90s. floor. Huh? The 90s. The 90s. The good old days. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. Punk rock. Oh. <laughs> the second floor consisted of his elaborate torture rooms with the chute that goes into the basement. The third floor was... Pretty prestigious apartments, I guess. In 1894, police officers were able to inspect the hotel while Holmes was out because he got arrested, like, briefly mm-hmm. for, like, his fraud stuff, but it didn't stick. Uh, while Holmes was out, uh, they found... Okay, so this is where they found rooms with hinged walls and false partitions, rooms linked with secret passageways, and the airtight rooms lined with gas lines. Once the at victims... that time when they went in and inspected, yeah. Okay, so, but that's, that's not what I saw. Okay, wouldn't You're that like puzzled. set off? Yeah, mm-hmm. wouldn't that set off alarm bells? Like, okay, why is there a gas? Yes, line? but then I watched something else that made more sense that actually showed them going in. It was once he was arrested, arrested. But I think this is once. I think this is once. If I'm gonna be logical about it, to me, this sounds like once um, Peitzer, uh huh, Peitzel, uh, Peitzel, yeah, Peitzel gets involved, and like the shit goes down with right. that guy. Isn't there like a little girl and his uh, her mom that gets killed prior to this? Like he like seduces the mom or something? Like it's somebody that works for him. I can't remember the name, but. It's like one of his like earliest like victims that they've actually like. Uh, I don't know because I knew there was one like there were a couple that I knew. I tried to go back and I couldn't find them. Right. So I was hoping that you would remember because I'm like I know it was on here and I can't find it. For so it was anything. one of his partners and like I can't think of the name right but now. I'm but I'm pretty sure I have more here. Okay. So first, let's see if I got it, and if I don't, then we'll go back. Anyway, that that's what. But this this I know was like later on. I'm okay. just kind of it's kind of skips around. Okay. Okay. Holmes had a habit of being mm-hmm. unfaithful mm-hmm. and getting married, which hoe. we already talked about. He's a hoe, and getting married to women, <laughs> uh, even when married legally, already to another. 
in late 1886, yes, this is where Myrta. Okay. In late 1886, while still married to Clara, he married Myrta in Minnesota. He tried to file for divorce from Clara in Minnesota. So he tried to claim that Clara was um, being unfaithful. That's what he claimed. And that infidelity. Mm -hmm. And that's why he wanted a divorce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The courts were like, no, motherfucker. You owe. Yeah. You are staying. (laughs) You're staying married to her. So they did not grant the divorce. Holmes and Murda had a daughter, Lucy Theodette. Oh, there we go. Okay. Lucy Theodette Holmes. There's the mom's name. Okay. Born July 4th. He has a kid by another woman on the anniversary of his wife in his marriage. July 4th. Crazy. Isn't that That's horrible? Weird. <laughs> Coinky dinks. Super yeah. gross. Anyway, 1889 in Chicago. Lucy later became, she didn't die. She later became a school teacher. Well, married to those two, he then married, this is it, Georgina Yoke, January 17th. 19 or 1894 i'm so excited in denver colorado motherfucker got around he's like all the way like yeah i'm close getting close to the west coast now yeah yeah okay just north of us well he was an equal opportunity serial killer (laughs) okay holmes began with the wife of one he began an affair with the wife of one of his tenants julia Smythe. Okay. Uh, That's she, the one. This is it. She was he uh was married to Ned Connor, who had moved into the building and began working at his pharmacy at the jewelry counter. Yes, this is it. Once Ned found out listen, there's a lot of shit and it's hard to keep track. Once Ned found out about the affair, he left Julia. Julia had custody. Yes, I remember now. Sick motherfucker. Okay. Anyway, Julia, (laughs) I get so excited. (laughs) Julia had custody of the daughter, Pearl. The two remained in the hotel, and Julia continued her affair with Holmes. However, Christmas Eve. Christmas. Right on Christmas Eve? That's so sick. What a dick. 1891, Julia and Pearl disappeared. Dun, dun, dun. Pearl's her daughter. Yeah, the mom and the daughter disappear. He's done with them. He needs to find a new wife on top of his wife, wife, kid, kid. Yeah, so it's his employee. He's having an affair with the employee's wife, and then they both. You know what? Sick motherfucker. Like, instead of. Why'd you mess with them anyway? Like, just let them... But instead, he waits for the dude to leave. He She gets custody of the kid. And then he's like, mm, really, I just want to kill you. Yeah. That's all it was. So Christmas Eve, Julia and Pearl disappeared. Holmes claimed Julia died during an abortion. Mm-hmm. So now, you didn't just take her... In her kid's life, but now you're going to trash her. Because back then, having an an abortion? Right. Motherfucker. Two other women. Emmeline. I don't know how to say. Did you hear about her? Emmeline. And Eldra? I don't know. 
Van Tassel disappeared also that December as well. So right. so actually it was what three women, a little girl, and a little girl, <clears throat> all in December. He was busy a little. Mm-mm. Yeah, and he wasn't delivering presents. N- well, no. I guess that's a gift to him. Sicko. Most victims are women. And he hired, did you guys see that? That he hires mostly women? Right. Uh-huh. But because he he wants to encourage women and women's rights. Right. But also, <laughs> he, didn't he make them uh, sign up for insurance or something like that? Well, he did that with all his employees. Yeah. All the employees, but yeah. especially the women, like the women that he hired, he because we talked about a life that uh, insurance policy somewhere on here. Anyway, makes me wonder if this is where the whole beginning of the. Uh, I'm sure you may have heard of it. The terminology of peasant insurance came from no. Yeah, that's actually there. Actually, are policies that employers can actually get on their employees. It's referred to. It was referred to at one point as a peasant insurance. Hmm. And if you die, they can collect on it. Yeah. Well, you know, anybody, I could get insurance on you. Really? Yeah, you don't need my permission. Really? I don't need your permission. I could take out a policy. I just learned this watching a court case. I watch a lot of court TV. (laughs) Anyway. She does, because she'll text me frequently. (laughs) Turn on court TV. (laughs) But, yeah, you can take out a policy Oh, doing the, um, what's her face? Vallo. Mm. Lori Vallo. Lori. You can take out a, a policy on somebody. And I mean, you, if, as long as you're making the payments on it, it right. doesn't matter. Yeah. But if they That's die, so you weird. collect. That's so weird. Fucka. Fuck them weird. <laughs> Fuck them fucka. Yeah. Okay. Especially if that someone doesn't like you and they oh. get a policy on you. Oh. But tell me that's not going to look a little fishy. You're going to be the first one police right? took out. Yeah. Like, hey, you just took out a life, impo- life insurance policy yeah. on this person, and then they ended up dead. Yeah, you don't think that's, that's weird? weird? We heard that you guys didn't like each other. No, that's not the case at all. <laughs> well, there's this Facebook what? post that says, <laughs> I hate this fucking bitch right here. I hope she dies. <laughs> Is no, she related to I you? I took out a no. policy because I care. <laughs> Yeah, no. Okay, so while working in the chemical bank on Dearborn Street, Holmes met, it's going to come up again, that life insurance thing. Holmes met who would become his right-hand man, Benjamin Peitzel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I keep wanting to say pretzel. Pretzel. Because you're hungry, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> He's a carpenter. Who one. Had, huh? Oh, there's one piece left. <laughs> who had his own criminal past. So this guy's shady, too. So they kind of blend well. It's almost like, who's going to stab who in the back first? Right. It almost sounds like, too, he, like, this guy is like a ne'er-do-well that could just not do anything right. So, and he ends up employed by Holmes. And Holmes just likes that he just does things without question. Oh, it's I mean. A, he's like, kinda. I need you to do this. I need you to bury that body. Okay, sir. Is basically a, a willing fool. Yeah. I it mean, sounds like it. I mean, well. For a while. The end result there. Yeah. Kind of sounds like he just went along with his own demise. 
mean, it was kind of like who's going to stab who in the back first and then who's going to win at stabbing who in the back first. And then they actually brought in more characters into mm-hmm. that yeah. scene. So it was like, so who's going to outsmart who? Right. Who's smarter? He was exhibiting in the same building a coal, what, coal bin he had invented. I mean, he definitely was the shit worker. Right. And And Igor. Yeah. (laughs) There's points of this, though, that I was researching where I'm like, well, I mean, sometimes he he was like, dude, you know what you're doing. So get what you get. Well, maybe that's what got yeah. him killed. He knew right. he knew he was dealing with. Right. Oh, that's what you think. <laughs> All right. In, in 1893, a woman named Minnie Williams. Are we happy? <laughs> she was. Happy they hands. said she was a one-time actress. Mm-hmm. So that just means she was like a one. She did something once. Mm. She did a a play. She did a porn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that too. Born back then. Yeah. 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 Holmes claimed it was when it was when the girls would get in uh, wearing those funky looking the nighty things, and they would show a little bit of leg. That was porn. Seriously, that was porn. But was there film back then? No. No, they did the pictures like that would be in the. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they would just be showing like maybe it would show their shoulder area up here. And that was porn. That was pretty sexy. The legs from. I down. heard ankles were pretty sexy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. come a long way. I remember when you couldn't say shit. And now. You now say we're, it on regular. we're on our podcast like motherfucking. Yeah. Motherfucking bullshit. <laughs> okay. I think they met. They met through an employment office. Okay. That's what he says. Anyway. The rumors were that they met in Boston years earlier. Holmes hired her as his personal stenographer. Wow. That sounds important. Very important. Holmes persuaded Williams to transfer. Oh, this is so shady. So he he tells her to transfer the deed to her property in Fort Worth, Texas. That, Mm -hmm. by the way, don't, don't, don't. Right? Yep. Okay. In Fort Worth, Texas, to a man named Alexander Bond. But that's really Holmes. That's James just an Bond. alias. Yeah. He was the first Shaken, <laughs> not stirred. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> In 1893, Williams transferred the deed with Holmes serving as the notary. Later, Holmes would sign the property over to Pizza, giving him an alias, Benton T. Lyman. He's so, so good. Title is now Benton yeah. T. Lyman. Yes. Scam after scam right. after like scam. How, to be, like, to do this, I don't know. I can't lie worth beans. So, because I can't keep, I don't want to keep track of telling a lie. Right. But I can't. <laughs> Like, I would mess it up. If you, I, I feel you on the ADD tip because, yeah, there's just no way I could keep up with this story. No. If you asked me, did you say this? If I fucking said it, I will say I said it. Right. Because I, it's not worth lying about. I right. won't be able to keep my lies Or I'll be like, well, maybe I said it. <laughs> I don't and, know. And, and I may not I was remember. a different person yesterday. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> right. 
I may not be able to remember that I said it, but if I did and I know about it, I will definitely admit it. Anyway, okay. So later the next month, Holmes and Williams rented an apartment acting as man and wife in Chicago, in Mm. Lincoln Park. Mm -hmm. So here's what I want to know. Why'd they have to do that? That's weird. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Minnie's sister, Annie, then visits in July and wants wants, wants her aunt. What? Oh, she wrote her aunt. <laughs> I can't read my own shit. All right. Hey, listen. This wine's good, but it's messing with my reading. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's the wine. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, she wrote She wrote to her aunt that um, she planned to accompany Brother Harry to Europe. Neither Minnie nor Annie were ever seen again alive after july 5th 1893 motherfucker wow yeah so um i don't know if you researched this or not but the i think the nieces of many are alive today you know like the great great nieces right. and they talk about this i no, i didn't run yeah. into that anyway they talk about it how like she was never seen again or annie was never seen or whatever Anyway, Mudgett also required his employees to carry life insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Naming him as the beneficiary. Just in case he has to kill your ass. Because he's looking out for their best interests. Right. So he could collect the motherfucking money after, after he, he killed your, your ass. corpse into a skeleton that he <laughs> sold to a college somewhere you know and made about though? five grand. Let's just be thankful that he wasn't eating them. This is true. Like my last story. Yes. I mean, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. It could have been chowing on them. <laughs> wow. Considering the stuff he did, it's still. I mean, it could have been uh, worse. Demented. <laughs> could have been worse. <laughs> ah, sickening. When we say it could have been worse, it's pretty bad. Yeah. And what was that guy eating them and having sex with them or something? It was eating them. It was eating his wasn't buddies. Je- wasn't Jeffrey Dahmer? Didn't yeah, he do that with some of his victims? Yeah, it wasn't Jeffrey Dahmer. Was it? No, that was all. No. That's a whole different that, dude. No. We no. haven't gotten to. No. This guy was like. Um, a cowboy from the West yeah. uh, that had a penchant for eating the people that he killed. Yeah, oh. and then he went back and did it again. So like, seconds. I'm assuming he made them into a stew and just eat them raw, right? No, no. Not even that. No, he just like cut off their leg and. <clears throat> so the next time him. you have a Slim Jim. Yeah. Ooh, you might be having <laughs> slim a slim. You might be having gym. Maybe that's where the concept came from Could for be. slim gyms. <laughs> Could be. All right. In 1893, Holmes was arrested. This is the first time he's arrested for fraud. Horse thief? Oh, it's no okay. horse thief. You didn't hear about that? No. What? Listen, yeah. I didn't see that part. It had to do with him going to Texas. What? Yeah. No. Maybe you got it in there. And you just don't remember. Mm, I doubt it. Well, oh, you did I say didn't you can't remember what you Because that's pretty much what he week. got caught for. Oh, that I was didn't what he was. Very... That's what they said. At least that's what they said he was originally arrested for. Oh, was really? for horse thieving in Texas, and then the, from there, mm. the 
investigation just expanded. That's not what I got, kids. Okay, okay. so let's we'll hear what you got. have to compare notes. Hmm. I don't <clears throat> think I did that. Usually I can remember most of what I wrote. Anyway, 1893, he's arrested for fraud after he had... Oh, this is the fire that he set. He okay. set fire on the third floor. He was later released and concocted a scheme with Pitzel, Pitzel, Pitzel? to defraud the insurance company by faking Pitzel's death. Dun, dun, dun. This is where... Now we're getting... Okay, I think this is what he gets caught. This is what he gets caught about. Yeah. Um, Huh? Do right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about no horse thing, though. But there was... He did get arrested. That'll be good for you to... Because I don't know anything about it. Okay. You guys can bring it up. Yeah? Look it up. Bring it up. Look it up. Look it down. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, after Pizzle purchased a $10,000 life insurance policy, he and Holmes traveled to Colorado, Missouri, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, where they continued other acts of fraud, and where Holmes would marry. Who did he hit with the chair? Because he was mad about the accounting. We'll get to that. I did find the information regarding the horse thefts. Okay, good. Oh, wait. She just remembered. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't come back to it, so I didn't write about it. So, yes, I do want you to. But, but anyway, okay, blah, blah, blah. See Where how we're I? like all like jumping in. We're like. <gasps> it's so exciting, though. There's so much. There's all right, so, much. so they had, they. They they had uh, they committed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They committed okay. other acts of fraud and uh, where Holmes would marry other women. So he had many more aliases and he married many more women. Cause well, he was a hoe. He's disgusting. Uh, while returning to Missouri, Holmes was arrested for fraud and briefly jailed in St. Louis. Again, where he met fellow inmate Marion Hedgepeth. Hedgepeth, did you hear about him? Mm-mm. Okay. Maybe not. Or maybe cur- this is what I mean. Like, familiar. he finds other people that if he didn't, he'd probably still, he would have still been killing. Right. Anyway, this is a career criminal who agreed to help him with the insurance scheme. It's almost like he's like, you know what? This Pitzel dude is an idiot. He's a putz. And now we're going to need, you and I should team up. Right. And I will give you, out of this $10,000, I'll give you $500 and a good attorney, blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> this guy's serving 25 years. Right. So the guy's like, like yeah, $500 out of $10,000. Well, that sounds great. The ten, Well, the 500 is like. It's a lot of money in today's money. And the 10000 is like 240 grand. So that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, 500 of that is still a lot of money back then. Right. For a guy that's not going anywhere, right. Right. he's not going anywhere. He can't get out. So meanwhile, Pitzel, <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. Pitzel, Pitzel, moves to Philly to open a fake patent office because now they're gonna scam all these inventors holmes travels to philly to meet up with pitzel after his release all right the deal with hedgepoth what hedgepoth hedgepeth whatever his name was yeah (laughs) was to get ten thousand dollars to get the 
$10,000 insurance policy. Right. In exchange for the name of a trusted lawyer, Holmes was directed to... Fuck, I don't understand. Anyway, there was this young <laughs> St. Louis attorney. Yeah, this is what happens to us. So, <laughs> plus, it's confusing. <clears throat> it's a lot. It's a, it is. It's confusion. It's, it's insurance. That is, okay, wait. Is, no, no. There's a lot of stories yeah. to this guy. And I do no remember doubt. getting confused. I didn't know if the attorney was for Hedgepeth or for Holmes. That did confuse me when I was writing it and watching it. So I just, whatever, we'll figure it out. Right. Anyway, Holmes was directed to the young St. Louis attorney named Jephthah Howe. Jephthah. His name's How. Jephthah okay? How. Jephthah How. Jebediah. Jebediah. Jebda. Jebda. Really, Jebda. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, we're gonna I go with that. How. Let's just call yeah. him Mr. How. Yeah. There you go. How. Mr. How found Holmes schemes brilliant. He's like, dude, you're so fucking amazing. I want in. Let's do it. Although Holmes failed at his schemes when the insurance company became suspicious and refused to pay. So he then concocted similar plan with Pitzel. So wait, what? Okay, so when Pitzel, I think when they did the whole fire of the third floor, that failed so miserably. So now he's like, okay, that did fuck up, but now I'm going to team up with this dude and we're gonna we're gonna do it bigger and better, right? Okay, so Pitzel agrees to fake his own death. So yeah, this is the part that gets me because like this grand scheme of faking his own death. Hello, no alarm bells went off for you, right? Dude? Right, you're talking to a serial killer, right? But okay. <laughs> Anyway, he's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna guess that he's buried bodies for him, or disposed of bodies at this. Yeah, point. he's done all of it, all the dirty work. He's done basically anything that that Holmes has wanted him to do. He's so done. So I have it. this great idea, dude. We're gonna travel here. Yeah. And we I'm take out an insurance, insurance policy on you, and we're gonna fake your death. But I promise, your wife, your wife will get money from right. it. Like I, I, I'm. It's all legit. I just want a little bit. But it gets worse. Yeah. He's telling him his wife's gonna get ten thousand dollars, but she'll split it with Holmes. You know, because that's the deal. Right. Oh, and with Howe, we can't leave him out oh, now. Yeah. Mister Howe, Pitzer. We're just gonna call him Pitzer because it kind of sounds like Pisser. Okay. That's all Pisser. good. Pisser. Was to set himself up as an investor. No, an inventor. Under the name of B.F. Perry. And then be killed and disfigured. So basically, he's going to be in an explosion and his body parts are going to be over. They're not going to be able to say that it's not him. Which, and this is, he's used to the finding cadavers and right. like destroying them and making them. He can do it. Right. He thinks. Instead, Holmes kills the Pitzer. Pitzer. I think it's Pitzer. Pitzel. It's Pitzel. Peitzer. Isn't there, there's an L in there. Peitzel. Oh, I have. Peitzel. Oh, you're right. Peitzel. Damn me, motherfucker. <laughs> I have Peitzer all on this page. That's what's throwing me off. You're right. I'm sorry. I should know. She's always right. It's Peitzel. Oh, my God. This wine is That's strong. Right. When you guys listen to those, it's always Peitzel, even if she says Peitzer. It's Peitzel. 
It's P-I-T-E. It's pretzel. We'll Don't do that. Pretzel. That's what's confusing me. It's pitzel. <laughs> pitzel. P-I-T-E-Z-E-L. Pitzel. 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 Motherfuckers. I have pitzer <laughs> on this whole page. <laughs> But I have Pitzel <laughs> on this whole page. <laughs> so I'm t- oh, wait, I have Pitzel right here. It's a right weird here. kind of dyslexia. Yeah. No, I have Maybe Pitzel right here. Maybe you were reading two different That's pages when hilarious. you were doing it. hilarious. That's funny. hilarious. Okay. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's He's an idiot, so he doesn't deserve to have his name right. <laughs> okay. You should just call, him, just call him idiot from here forth. Yeah. Well. He is kind of... Dumbass? Dumbass. All right. Well, we're coming to the end of his life. So, instead of getting the cadaver and faking it all, Holmes knocks him out, chloroform, he says, and kills him, basically, blah, 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 and sets his body on fire. That's what he says. This is long. In his confession, Holmes implied Peitzel (laughs) was still alive after he used the chloroform on him, prior to him being set on fire. However, this is what I was really shocked about. Forensic evidence. Did you know that? No. In 1890-something? Yes. However, forensic evidence presented at Holmes' later trial showed chloroform was administered after his death, presumably <laughs> to fake I'm gonna correct it Presumably. to fake a suicide and exonerate Holmes who almost fucked that name up he should be charged anyway, they were able to charge him with the murder because right. of that so basically do you have the part about like all the stuff that he was telling the wife back and forth and the hold kids? on Settle down, girl. Stop jumping ahead. Yeah, where is that? I know I have it. (laughs) Wait, yeah, it's on here. Okay. So anyway, Holmes did get the insurance payout due to the corpse actually being Peitzel. And this is, I kind of, the trial that I'm talking about in the forensic, that's the final trial. That's not, that happened at his final trial. Okay. Okay. So Holmes did get a payout due to the corpse accident uh, actually being Peitzel. And not, so so it was a good thing it wasn't somebody else or a fake thing because he wouldn't have gotten money. Mm-hmm. Holmes then went on to manipulate Peitzel's wife by telling her that her husband was actually alive. Hold on. So, to me, they made it sound like it was scary Mm -hmm. that he was still alive. Like, he's abusive and, like, she should be afraid. And then, like, they were, um, then he convinced her to give him three of the kids. And then she kept the oldest and the youngest. Mm -hmm. So, he took Howard, Alice, and Nellie. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so he. she sends one of her daughters first. That's not what I got, but what'd you get? She sent one of her daughters to identify the body, and that's oh. how he got the claim. That's what that's that's what I'm saying. It's like we yeah, that's like different 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 sources. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean it is. It's different 
sources and then you kind of just got to pick one right the okay the eldest daughter and the baby stayed with her homes and three children but this is another thing like i don't remember them saying anything about how he traveled all over the place with them but he did (laughs) that's what they said and so he traveled throughout the northern u.s and into canada and at the same time the mom is like this close to her kids too because it's like they're neck and neck so the trail that he put the mom the older sister and the baby on and the trail that he was on they were kind of like parallel to each other Mm -hmm. really sick same place was sick yeah he's sick anyway all while using an alias and lying to her about her husband's death Claiming that her husband, he would tell her that his her husband was hiding in London. Like, it's okay. She, he's in London. Whatever. <laughs> then why do you have to have my kids? Right. What's like, the it doesn't make any this? sense. Yeah. But why did she send her kids? That's a whole other thing. That, like, that's yeah. what I don't hey, understand. Lady. What were you thinking? He, but see, he is a guy. master manipulator. manipulator. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, so whatever he did whatever as well as lying to her about the true whereabouts of her three children at one point they were all separated by just a few blocks while in detroit detroit (laughs) all right well indianapolis homes drugged howard the little kid the boy and and then he chopped him up they were at a, it sounds like they, I spit on myself. They were at a cabin and that's where they said he used his surgical instruments mm-hmm. to cut him up, then burn him. And that's where they found the boy's teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some bone. Yep. Bits but of not, bone. Bits of bone, but not all of him. So yeah. bar- not all apparently of him. he's like buried throughout the property. Like Pretty gross. Him. Yeah. Sick fun. He killed Alice and... Okay, this is... Oh my God, this is so sad. But why? I don't understand. I want to know how They're old these They're pretty young. Are. They're pretty young. No, they gotta be. He forces them into a trunk. Like a traveling trunk. And he sticks like a hose that's attached to a gas line. And he gasses them. To death. Which is not new for him. No, it's his like, MO. Yeah. It's like his signature. Right. God, he's sick. Anyway, they found the decomposed bodies of the girls in a Toronto home. Oh, he buried them. All the way up in Canada. He only buried them three feet. So, like the stench. Oh, my God. That's how they found them really? was the smell. You couldn't bury them a little deeper. No, the detectives. You couldn't even be bothered. Mm mm. But because of all of this, this is how he got caught. Anyway, in October 1895, Holmes is finally put on trial for new, for murder of get all these murders he committed, and he he's only on for this one, right? Because um, it's what they could pin him for. Yeah, for Peitzel, that is <laughs> Peitzer. Peitzel. <laughs> you call him Peitzer if you want. That's hilarious. Tomato, tomato. That's hilarious. Oh, how long was I calling him Peitzer? I can't wait to listen to this to find out how long I was calling him Peitzer. It had to be that whole page for sure. And the only reason I know is because it's part of my story. So like I had to. 
type it out. So I was like, well, I wrote it 500 times. And I remember like, remember Peitzel, Peitzel, because there's an E in there. P-I-T-E. And then you were like drinking wine. And And I fucked it up. God, that's fucking hilarious. All right. Anyway, he's finally put on trial for the murders of Benjamin following his conviction. Was somebody actually knocking? She just let the dogs and Serena just go home. Oh, Serena's home. Holmes confessed to 20... Here's another suck. Suck. Sick. Another suck. Sick thing. (laughs) Suck. Sick. (laughs) That was fucking suck at the same time. (laughs) Another sucking thing. Yeah. Another sucking thing is he confessed to 27 murders in Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto through... um, Oh, wait. Though some of those he confessed to, they were still alive. Did you read that part yeah. or hear that part? So it's weird that like in some stories, instances, it's, more. Like, it's about 200 deaths. Well, they said there's people. 20 to 200 that he has possibly killed. Right. But there's only 20 something that he's actually been pinned to like right. directly. Like It's just ridiculous. Yeah. All the stories are I mean, all over the place. And then you sent me that article about, was it Houston, Fort Worth? It was like Texas. oh yeah the Texas one yeah that he possibly started building well not possibly another, he actually did start yeah. building another murder castle well that's why I think he wanted that property right so I just I, with the whole world fair going there's on there's way more than two hundred and him going through all that elaborate mess of like putting that whole thing together and, and this twenty seven he was just playing games because some of these people that he was saying he killed were still alive right but yet there's hundreds that he killed that he didn't mention right so anyway um this says he murdered it's what we just talked about 2200 because they had now had a chance to to review all the murders that he had done anyway holmes was paid seven oh that's why he wrote that book too he was paid seventy five hundred dollars Equivalent to two hundred and fifty. That's the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that I was thinking. Wasn't so ten thousand like, is way more than two fifty. Uh, William Hurst or whatever he sold the rights, sold his book to, or no. So he got the seven hundred and fifty thousand or the seven thousand five hundred was um, by the Hearst newspaper okay. Okay. in exchange for the confession. Uh, okay. Before his hanging on May seventh, eighteen ninety six. Holmes also wrote a book and asked that it be given to the judge. It was basically a big excuse. I, I told you guys all this. Yeah. A big excuse for his behavior. Like, what a it's fucking a narcissist. Whining. He's yeah. like, he's well, like. He's, that's what they talk yeah. about. That he's a big narcissist about yeah. writing this book about himself and right. how he, poor me. This is why I'm the way I am. It was basically I apologize. What was me? I couldn't have yeah. been any other way because basically this was my upbringing. That's what he does. It's I couldn't I'm even. Sorry I read like me. four pages of it and I was like, uh, right. gag, yeah. gag. What was what was the whole devil thing you thought? All right, he is quoted as saying before his death, "I was born with the." Do you want me to do it, my devil voice? Daddy, my devil voice. <laughs> I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer, nor no more than a poet can help the inspiration to a song. I was born with 
the evil one standing as my sponsor beside the bed. The delay in this thing is starting to I know. Me. I'm sorry. Uh, beside the bed where I was ushered into the world and he sat with me since. She's so basically saying, it's not my fault. The devil is in The devil me. made me do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. And there's like some other thing where he's talking about like he sees his like uh, self turning into the devil, like his features, like he's morphing into the features. I think of the he devil. wants to be the devil. Oh, yeah, it's yeah very that weird. was after he had gotten arrested. Yeah. That they had mentioned it was after he had been arrested for a while that he had mentioned that he was seeing his own features beginning to change well, since he'd been incarcerated <clears throat> and so, transforming into a demon, essentially. I'm going to try and get this th- through this really quick since we're at two hours plus. <laughs> Jeez, I'm telling you, that's I why know, I'm glad that you didn't find a lot. It is right. a lot to get through. Since the murder castle that he built in 1893 is no uh, longer in existence, some stories are saying that it was burnt to the ground in during that time period. Mm-hmm. But there's other stories that are saying that it wasn't yeah. actually torn down until 1938. Can you hear me? There, now we can. All right. So in its place stands a nondescript postal office, and there are rumors that the basement is haunted. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. ghost hunters still flock to the area, even though they are really not given access. That a lot of them just did ghost of... hunters go? No, not ghost hunters, but the grandson that you talked about, Jeff, he, yeah. he did get in there. And there has been some people that have been given access. Here we go again. Oh, god, they got in by themselves. It's like a, a herd, like a herd. <laughs> uh, they're probably thirsty, man. Um, so anyways, uh, maintenance workers report odd sightings and feelings of intense anxiety while in the building's basement where most of the murders took place. Uh, one employee said that they heard the sound, a sound in the basement, turned the corner, see what it was, and called out to see if it was another employee. And then they went down the hall and where there had been a, a bunch of chairs like stacked against the wall. They seen the chairs, they walked back out, and then they walked back in, and all these chairs were stacked on top of each other. Ooh, that's not, that's not like normal ghost yeah. behavior. So, and then this basement is where there's still a remnant of the wall or the foundation of the old murder castle. That's like poltergeist behavior. Yeah, that's super creepy. I mean, there are some people that believe he came back as... Right, because there was some people that said that he faked, well, faked that he faked his death. His death. Mm-hmm. So that's that's creepy. But they also think he came back as, and that, I mean, mm. <laughs> came back as what? Evil. Evil. Incarnate. Oh. Others have seen the apparition <clears throat> of a woman on the property, sometimes in the grassy area adjacent to the post office, where the actual building once stood. So I would believe um, that more. Since you watched them, you know that like there's the post office on this one part of mm-hmm. that block, and then there's like a grassy area, and there's actually a parking lot that belongs to the post office. Um, that is actually where the murder castle stood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll probably like put like a whole diagram of that whole area on the website and Instagram and on Facebook as well, so you guys can see that. Um, one account I got off of. Adam Seltzer's Mysterious Chicago Tour site talks about one encounter or more of a feeling. He said, I did just have a woman on a tour who lived near the castle when she was young. When it was still standing, she said she remembered feeling spooked by the place, enough so that she crossed the street so as not to walk by the site. 
but didn't know why until decades later. Oh. He also gets a pretty cool EVP that sounds like a little girl singing, which I am going to, that yeah. is going to be on our um So you webpage. heard it? Yes. Oh, is it creepy? Um, yes. I don't know if it's, you guys are going to be able to hear it here. I'm going to try... I got chills. His whispering's giving me chills. Yeah. <laughs> Do it again. The singing is not him. That is insane. I'll play it one more time. Okay. That was so good. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Which um, would make sense because kids. Oh, okay. Well, then the little girl. Uh-huh. The little girl. So, and he, like, basically interprets as a, the what she says as either buried deep below. Oh. Or a cheeky interpretation as sorry, beefalo. Ah. Which he said sounded like the worst flavor of Chef Boyardee ever. <laughs> Holmes' grandson, Jeff Mudgett, visited the site before he had done the History Channel special, American Ripper, which you mentioned before. And mm-hmm. he also wrote a book called Bloodstains. Oh, uh, there's... Hold on. Freeze before I forget. Uh-huh. There's going to be a movie or a series or a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh! <gasps> Is there really? I was gonna say, why hasn't somebody be on made Netflix. a movie about this yet? Leonardo They're working DiCaprio. on it. It oh just like it's almost like they just got it kind of going in 2019, so mm. it's in the process. Oh okay. Oh yeah. Well, definitely gonna yeah. watch that because I was like, why hasn't somebody made a I movie thought, about this? This is like so like amazing. Um, it's like, crazy. Yeah, the whole crazy. thing is crazy. Okay. So anyways, he claims once he got access to the basement where apparently some of the foundation of the original murder castle is still intact, he claims that he felt a great pressure on his head and that he also felt something compelling him to kill the people that were with him on the tour. What? Yeah. That's crazy. So he basically ex- escapes from there and is just like, he even goes and sees a neurologist like, what the fuck was that? Because he walked into that basement mm-hmm. kind of being a skeptic and walks out like, holy crap. According to him. And then he claims that when he later visited the site with the History Channel crew. Visited it? He visited it? She just goes right over it where I like have to point it out to everybody when I do it. And he said he felt none of that. None of the darkness, none of the heavy oppressiveness when he went visited. Visited? Visited. Okay. Even when they were in the grave, they didn't. He didn't feel anything. He didn't acknowledge it. So, I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. So, that's all I could find on the Inglewood post office location. There's another location that is linked to the ho- to homes, and this is a small house in Irvington, Indiana. It is here that Ghost Adventures actually filmed the first episode of their serial killer special. Yes, I freaking copped for an episode <laughs> I can't on Prime. Of this because I couldn't find it free anywhere else, oh so I, I had to watch it. And you already know how I feel about Ghost Adventures. So, did you regret it? 
It, but they got some interesting stuff. Did they? Aside from they all the, the, the theatrics. But they did, but they are very much... Dramatic. Drama queens. Yeah. Super drama queens. Super. Albert was... We were like... Kind of, it's hard to watch and not laugh. Yes. It's hard to watch and not laugh. Especially when you're watching together and you're just like... Oh, come on. Me and Zach. And it, it, it kind come of on. takes away from the... like Because they are such drama queens, it takes away from them. You know what I mean? Like if they weren't... Anything consistent legit. Consistently like that. When they actually got something legitimate, people would be more like, "Oh, well, I'm a god." But they have such a huge following, though. Like people, like <laughs> I don't get. Well, I mean, well, like Teletubbies. We still watch it. We still watch it's it. It's Barney so. and Teletubbies. Like <laughs> they're so dramatic, and everybody loves them. That's he's yeah. He's but a that's what he's like. It's like it's yeah. maybe that's just what captures people's yeah. attention. That may be where their base comes from. People that love that. Yeah, like maybe we need. Hey, Alma! Hey, Let's Carleen! Start talking like this! <laughs> and in our next episode, guess what, folks? Oh, you're not gonna believe it! <laughs> Somebody farted! Every time. That's, that's probably every episode. Yeah. <laughs> or at least we talk about it. Or we yeah. recount it. Yeah. Or but we smell it. Is or amazing. If that doesn't attract a listener. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay. So, it talks about on October 5th, 1894, Holmes rented the key. So, you kind of went over this. Rented uh-huh. the cute little cottage from J.C. Wands. He was seen on the premises with Howard Peitzel, the son of his right-hand man, Benjamin, (laughs) whom he had already killed at this point. Eventually, once Holmes' number was up, Detective Frank Geyer investigated the Irvington house and discovered bones belonging to Howard Peitzel. Howard was just a child. And Howard seems to be one of the spirits haunting the house. Oh, I was thinking about that. Like when you and I were talking and it was like, I don't know. I'm like, why? I don't understand how there can't be more of them like wanting to tell their story. I'm surprised that it was so hard to find the haunting stuff. But I had to resort to ghost adventures. Yeah, that floors me. Yeah. That means that they're at peace. Do you hear my burpee? <laughs> you guys don't have your headphones on. It was loud. I don't have my headphones <laughs> on because so I can't. Loud. I can't deal with the feedback. Yeah, all the right. Fe- it was getting annoying after a while. So here are some notes I took from the episode. So it starts with Zach talking to the current resident, who I think grew up in the home. Um, they're sitting in an all pink room with an adult sized crib, surrounded by shelves with adult sized diapers and large containers of baby powder. What? This is her room. Yeah. Loads she apparently lives her life as a baby. That's... She has pigtails and everything. What? Yeah, it's she it's... literally looked like a a life size Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was kind of bizarre no. and it was a little off putting. Yeah. But I mean, to each their own. In all fairness, did though, she change her own she diapers? Did, she did mention though that. Uh, they they spoke about her mother. Her mother actually had some issues, and they believe it was related to possible spirits that were there in the house that caused the mother to begin kind of losing touch with reality and was treating the daughter in a way that kind of like essentially created where she is now. Yeah, oh. it kind of sounded that way. Yeah, yeah. 
That's so weird. anyway, she says that there. She explains like there was one time when her mom just kind of just like gives her this blank stare mm. and says, "Do it, do it to me." Hold on. <laughs> so her mom thinks the ha- house is haunted by yeah. A.J. Holmes, by the way. Okay. So she's like, gives her this blank stare and just looks at her and was like, "Sweet dreams, Howie." No, no, she does. Maybe not like in that voice, voice, but I like the voice. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. How he was a little boy, so Aww. basically, she like basically got like taken over by H H. That's Holmes. sad. So Samantha, that's the name of the girl. She tries to figure out what's happening in the house, and she decides to use a Ouija board. Which is always the smartest option. Everybody always has to use a Ouija board. And so she thinks that after that session, that some, she allowed something dark into mm. the house. You think? Mm. Um, so Zach brings in a psychic that has apparently been there before. And they of take course her to the, he does. <laughs> to the basement where she claims she's never been. So mm. she's been in the house before, but she's never been to the basement. Mm. And she basically relays that Howard Peitzel is definitely in the house and that he wonders why she can't see him and that he wants to see his family. Like, it's just, it's kind of sad. And then they use an ovulus, which is basically a spirit box, and they bring in some trigger items, which are basically the... I think that's so mean. The trigger items? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lock of hair, and there was like a like a, a straight razor and some other things that they had found that they think were used to kill Howie. Oh my god, that's so fucked up. Some of the messages that they receive from the ovulus are the haunting, mm-hmm. you haunt me or you hunt me, mm. and then I hate. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. And they are all in a male voice. So mm-hmm. those are the messages that come through through that session. So then they bring in Jeff Mudgett, who's the great great grandson of uh-huh. Howard, or not Howard? What's his name? H. H. Holmes. Whatever. Yeah. Who has been in the home before and explains that the last time he was there, he experienced pressure on his chest and he kept hearing the name Mudgett, like almost an accusational, like it was like Mudgett, Mudgett, mm-hmm. like and so like it's your fault, Mudgett, something well, like that. Maybe you're. You're a mudget too. Like you fucking mudget. You fucking yeah. mudgets. You fucking <clears throat> mudgets. Apparently, it was so bad that he had to be carried out of the house at that point. What? So that was this wasn't on the episode, but this was a prior visit. Huh. So on that night that he's there with um, Ghost Adventures, he's up in the attic bedroom. He starts experiencing pressure in his chest. Um, they're doing an EVP session, and he starts feeling like he's losing his balance. They hear audible whispers, which they catch on the recorder. Also an EVP that says, hear me. Ooh. Did you understand that? Hear me. All right. Then right before the actual investigation, of course, Zach Zach has to do his thing. He stands in front of the house and he says pretty much the whole small block of houses (laughs) by this house still lock their doors at night because they think the spirits are trying to get into their houses. They lock their doors because it's 2020, and if you don't, you're going to end up being a spirit yourself. And, and you know yeah. how well, spirits are deterred. We all know how, how good locked doors work against spirits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, of course, it's oh, uh, night, and they immediately get a cold spot in the kitchen, and Zach goes into full drama mode, and he's all, I feel rage! <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> 
literally like babe yeah he did that's hilarious <laughs> he stands there he's like angry oh, so my. they also get an EVP that they can't make out the sound but it, it sounds creepy then they go upstairs and are using something called a paranormal puck have you heard of this yeah which they set on the it bed. It literally looks like a like your Amazon Echo. Or yeah, whatever. and then yeah. they have like another device that looks like they're texting. So it cap yeah. it's out there capturing. So anyways, well, they're texting instead of saying the things out loud. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. And I guess there's another device that is a tablet that goes along with it, and you're basically text messaging with spirit, right. which is what you said. It's interesting. Um, you type in the question, and it responds. Billy is handling the text part, sitting out on the top of the stairs, and he starts coughing, like just like hacking. Okay. While he's doing the text message, that texting thing, he says. How like, did you feel about that? Uh, did you believe it? Yeah, because it really sounded like he's coughing. Okay. Didn't it? It sounded like he was coughing. So I don't know. It was, it was actually it was there was parts of it that seemed believable, and there's parts that seemed maybe a little bit over a little dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. So he puts in something like "Where's Holmes?" and it responds mm-hmm. with "Beside." And then his coughing gets progressively worse. Then they ask, "Where is HH?" and it responds with "Past Manor." What? Then he adds, "Had hands it off to Zach because his coughing gets worse," and Zach says out loud. He doesn't type it into the thing. He says, who's here? But it doesn't type into the tablet. But it, the response is seven girls. And there is seven girls that are have been like identified as being killed by H.H. Holmes. Wait, but not in that house. Not in that house, but seven no. girls. Okay. And then um, I forgot what they asked, but it says something like about what it's doing to Billy. And it says killing. What? Yeah. And then they ask... How are you killing Billy? And it responds with cough. Oh, what? And then, of course, Zach goes in to no. full. Oh, my God. Oh, right, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. His drama. Oh. Right. We got evidence. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. But all the while, his friend is like coughing up his lung. And he doesn't even. He's like. He's not asking if device. he's okay. No. no. I think that's why there's a turnover turnover in his show like of people they leave and they start their own show because he's like so into this moment that he doesn't even like just turn so and this isn't also, the first time he's just he puts other he doesn't go into the dangerous situations no, he puts he his buddies in it Aaron poor Aaron <laughs> yeah. send, send Aaron let's send Aaron into the dark room yeah to get touched by demons yeah. so anyways <laughs> there is a moment where he sends Aaron in the room to get touched oh, by demons please <laughs> And then they hear, start hearing a cracking sound coming out of a spot in the floor that went down to the old furnace, which is where he probably tried to dispose of Howard's body. Um, they ask, what is killing Billy, the, the, their friend that's coughing? Oh. And it responds with, they. Then it says, soldiers. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And then, Are there soldiers mm-hmm. in there? Well... Well, let me just tell you right now. Hold on. Mm. So, of course, they automatically jump to soldier demons of hell. And they theorize that Holmes was a soldier demon because of the quotes of him saying that the devil walks beside me. And the fact that he wrote that he felt his features were morphing into the devil in Mm. prison. Maybe a stretch? I don't know. So then, out of nowhere, Zach tells Aaron that he thinks they are going to attack him. 
attack Aaron next. And Aaron's like, fuck you. Like, he gets all pissed off and he walks out. He's like, there's so much negativity here. (laughs) He gets all upset. He walks out. That's hilarious. Forget you. And then he walks back in and they tell him to go in the closet. And immediately he hears hissing. (laughs) I kid you not. God's sakes. He hears hissing and then he jumps out and he's like, oh my God. There's a lot of that. And at the same time, the temp... And then the... they have a commercial. Right. Well, we didn't get <laughs> well, any commercials. On <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank goodness. That's normally where it would be, though. Yeah. <laughs> so immediately, the temp in the room starts to go up. So they think it's a great time to leave Aaron alone in the room, you know, since it's already tried to kill somebody else. Leave Zach coffee. alone in the room. <laughs> when is Zach going to get left alone in the room? I don't know. So Aaron yeah, immediately starts... <laughs> <laughs> They don't want him. So Aaron immediately starts feeling uncomfortable and the temp goes up. He gets a message on the ovulus that says, we're they. We're they. What? Yeah. And then he's like, what? And he jumps across the room and then he falls on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) He's like. That's hilarious. He looks like he's paralyzed. He looks looks super disoriented and in distress. Meanwhile. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile. And then he gets back up and he freaks out and he runs out of the room. And then he goes downstairs out of the house. They show the whole film of him running. And then he runs out into Down the, the staging yeah. <laughs> Into the oh staging area. God. And then he's like in the room where they're like watching the cameras. Oh. And um, Zach, who's watching the cameras, reaches behind him and kind of like taps his knee. And he's like, are you okay, bud? <laughs> While he's sitting there like. <gasps> oh, my Like it was like it was. He was obviously in distress. So anyways, yeah. he explains it as, like, explains this whole thing. And then he felt like, um, anyways. <laughs> he explains how he felt like he was blacking out. And when he comes to, he sees a man with half a face wearing a hat standing over him. That's they, interesting. Yeah. So then they go back up. The Phantom of the Opera was there? Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently the Phantom of the Opera in this episode was Zach, but... Yeah, and they link it to a picture that got taken when they first there come we in go. the house, and it was a, ha- and then it accidentally came out as only half a picture of Zach wearing huh. his hat. Oh, for Pete's sake! <laughs> it's always about Zach. It's not. Listen, shit really isn't that serious. It's not that complicated either. So, he, he, but he's making a lot of money off his show. So. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? I mean, I think the EVPs and all that stuff <clears throat> yeah. is all pretty, like, straightforward. Mm-hmm. I just think that the rest of it is hype. Yeah. I think some of what, like... That's I think... why I like watching those YouTubers, because most of the time it's just them freaking themselves out and really getting um, unedited, wholesome shit. Right. Like, and they get freaked out by it. It's funny. And it's good. Yeah, that's true. Because this is... It's like, not tainted by the stuff that Zach is doing. And I think Aaron, like, I think that's why they throw it Aaron into these situations. Because I think Aaron's a little sensitive. <laughs> but also a little overdramatic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go, ah. Anyways, you, you just have to watch the episode. Okay. <laughs> you have to watch the episode. Oh, my God. You guys have to watch the episode. It was like two ninety nine on Prime. What episode is it? It's uh, the first episode one of their serial killers. I think there's like three, four or five of that oh, okay. series. Yeah. And they just, it was like October of last year that they recorded oh, it's that. New. So it's pretty, okay. it's pretty recent. Um, so anyways, they go back up. 
This time they do an EVP sesh, and this time they're using the SLS camera, which is the one that cat captures yes, the, like the stick figures. The stick figures. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Right? I know. And this time, um, there's a spirit present. They capture three figures and get at the same time they get electromagnetic spikes. Then the figures start disappearing one by one. Huh. And so they link this to the soldier demons, whatever. Mm. Like the soldier, like they. Okay. Whatever <laughs> referred to itself as they. they, as they, whatever they is. Okay, well, don't don't get that confused with my they when I say they. they. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. So at the same time, they're getting all this. They get the electromagnetic magnetic spikes, and then the figures disappear one by one. And this, when the last figure disappears, um, the electromagnetic spikes just completely disappear as well. Oh. But at the very same time, the cameras all go dead oh that'd be freaky and then they show the guys down in their like their little home base area uh-huh. outside of the house and they, they all go the cameras oh all at the same time no but they look surprised because <laughs> no, the cameras they, all they went black they didn't black. get overly they dramatic didn't. about that they, they, they were, cam- were, were kind of like, like whoa oh. what just happened yeah that's crazy the cameras all just went black one by one so that would freak my shit out so they get some weird pictures of orbs um, one coming out of the furnace area. So up in the attic, it was like a little, remember like that one that we got from the shop? Yes. But it wasn't as bright. It was like a little tiny one that came out. So there's like this metal grate that's kind of like over what might have been a hole. And it was probably the old furnace that came from down in the basement mm. all the way up to the attic. So, but they've cut, covered it up now with a, like a metal grate. So anyways, out of this, and they were getting like the heat signatures coming out of that area as well. But yeah, they get a little orb that they filmed a little orb coming out of there, which is obviously like one of those mm. little light anomalies. Mm-hmm. And then another one in the stairwell, which they took with the, it almost looked like a, um, I can't even think of the name of it. It was a Polaroid, like a Polaroid. And so when they enlarge it, it looks like, so there's the orb. The picture inside the orb looks like a photograph. Oh, wait, that's cool. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty it kinda, cool. It actually kind of looked like an old photograph. Yeah. Okay, that's a that's kind of awesome. So that was pretty much that. That was that was pretty much the gist of what they got in that house. Yeah, so. and that when that one orb did come out, I don't know. To me, it looked kind of weird because it was it was kind of it had an unusual shape compared to what most orbs are. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like it to me, it looked almost kind of like a long, skinny base, and then it kind of mushroomed out on the top. Oh, I meant to ask you if it looked. Wormy. Yeah. Because I'm starting to learn a little more about these wormy, snake-like energies that people... I'll show you that. It was, it was, it was like an elongated. It was yeah. more ovally. It was more of an oval. Mm, I want to okay. say. It wasn't, but I, I think I know what you're talking about because I think you've showed me some pictures. Well, my, yeah. Because there's some that... People, I mean, listen, they're all very pretty fantastic. Like, my goddaughter gave me some, and I'm pretty sure they're negative energy. Negative for COVID? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. And now I can't find them. Anyway, I haven't told her that, but that's what I think they are. Especially when somebody... When somebody what? 
is so excited or, or like is so happy about something, I don't want to take it away from them, but especially if I'm not sure. Right. You got some good stuff on yours. I didn't you think, think so? you were going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to find more. But I mean, like if I hadn't yeah. like delved into this whole ghost adventures thing, like one of the one of the other things we didn't even discuss either is that on that one uh, that we watched, they discussed about I guess some of the strange occurrences that happened. Some of the oh, people all that, the mysterious that deaths his, that happened oh, after right. he died, prosecution and things yeah. of that nature. After like, he was executed, that, yeah, that's right. Because that's why they wanted to. That's why they thought maybe he was still alive and faked his own death. Yeah. Maybe it was his angry was ghost. Them. Yeah. Yeah, because it was really weird. Some of the stories, like one guy freaking accidentally somehow burnt, uh, set himself on fire. And uh, uh, what was the other one? There was uh, just a lot of the, uh, unusual stuff. The judge stuff. died? Yeah, there was just like a lot of uh, like stuff that doesn't, yeah, not the typical. Judge. Everybody involved with his case, yeah, basically, his in the reason yeah. they all died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is crazy. really weird. With Very weird weird circumstances. Yeah. So if he didn't fake his own death, I mean, there, I, I mean, there's still a possibility. They, the, the skeleton remains that they found in the grave. They said he's five seven and he was small framed, but the skeletal remains were like of somebody who was like five four or five five. But didn't they DNA it? To yeah, yeah. But it? then they did do DNA on it, and it came up that it was so him. maybe they no, found yeah, a it was the dental. Be it was a, the, the dental records. proxy <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean he's sick enough he could have gotten a family member uh, anyways crazy this whole story was crazy all the way around yeah because we did the whole deep dive in, into it and i know you did yeah i mean that was a long ass st- and there's still more yeah. there's like so much we could probably go on another hour talking about right? it yeah there's still way more involved to this guy. He's a very, very unusual human being, to say the least. Yeah. Well, just the fact that he used the gas, the whole gas thing. Gassing people. Oh, the the fact that he created actual torture that chamber. That whole third floor. And a whole floor and then of a a sh- building. Mm-hmm. Planned a whole shoot that went all the way down to the basement. And it would have had to go past, because he did have shops. He built shops on the first floor, yeah, right? Exactly. That he rented out. Yeah. So it would have had to go past those. So he was pretty calculated. He was. And he didn't care if it was no. a kid, a no, man, a That's usually a the woman. case with most sociopaths but this is super elaborate for like of all the serial killers that yeah of all the serial killers like this guy was like he built building he built a whole building dedicated to his to kill right we've we haven't had anybody like that no i mean he's pretty much like if i had and you said the 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 second one in texas Right. That he was building another one. Yeah, and then yeah, the whole horse thief thing came oh, yeah, into the horse play, thing. and yeah. that's why he ended up leaving. Yeah, what, what happened when with he the did? Horse so thing? Essentially, he he stole horses while he was there in Texas, and, and got then chased out of town and sold them in St. Uh. Louis, and then that he, he got because of results of that he he got chased out of town, but it eventually caught up with him because they then came looking uh. for him from that okay. warrant, and that's when they arrested him. Oh, the, that just made me jump. See, we don't usually have stories that make me jump like that. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Creepy. That was that, that was no, it's a good one. Good story. Are you? Oh, but I will say, my security camera is wigging out. Yeah, look, Tonight? it's facing the wall. Why is it facing the wall? Did Shadow push <laughs> Shadow it? No, over. she can't get to it. 
Okay, that's that? bizarre. It's up on top of my. You know how you guys have your entertainment the yeah. shelves? It's way up there. Uh, so she now it just got pushed to face and it's the like, wall. So, so now somehow where I got twisted. It should only be panning like that. It's completely facing my wall. That's bizarre. Yeah. When and here's the weird thing. When I was looking at the other things, it's almost like it just kept replaying the same thing, and because it, it kept every one of these, I deleted like five of them. Mm-hmm. Of sh- it's shadow walking this way then it'd be her walking then it'd be her walk like every single one was the exact same video now all these are this are coming out but they look like the exact same video that's weird isn't that weird and i already deleted like five or six of that very same thing and it's like oh that's weird and now we're facing the wall (laughs) (laughs) somebody didn't watch you looking at them isn't that crazy that is creepy. It does. And and now it's like, all right, she's watching. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to fuck with her. Hey, I'm I'm so happy that you said that because <laughs> I have to go home by myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I think we're peace three. out. Bye. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> all right, so this is where the edit begins. Oh. All right, so that pretty I think much. We've come to the end of our episode. <laughs> Finally. Where's so, anyways. Going? Super excited. Um, if you guys so, want to help yeah, us out a little bit, us. support us on Patreon. Um, if you guys want to check us out on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter, we are out there as well. And we also have a website where you can see a lot of like the pictures and a lot of the links. That is um, tipsy-tales.com. And we also have an email address if you want to send us. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, she's like, I don't remember. <laughs> com. If you guys want to send us any of your own personal mm-hmm. stories that you want us to share, um, we'd love to share them and yeah. give you credit. If you have any uh, any stories you want us to look into, yep, yep, yep we yep. like that. We love it. We love it a lot. Sure and also, good. if you guys want to contact Carlene, you can contact her at one eight hundred hot mama. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at should I give Facebook or or Yahoo what do I usually we'll do Facebook you can get me at psychic medium Carlene Higgins that's on Facebook and then your email address Carlene.spirit all right right. at (laughs) (laughs) yahoo.com isn't that it Carlene.spirit at yahoo.com i memorized it you're way better than i am wow i can't even remember our own email address i can't remember any of it i'm like i can't believe i remember anything right now (laughs) (laughs) the wine's starting to give me a headache so i thank you albert for joining us tonight and tolerating us thank you ladies i appreciate it he sat here hopefully the whole time. hopefully he i was able to add and rather than subtract from the discussion he stood up at one point yeah. i, I mean, definitely appreciate yeah. it he got a little antsy there for a second like all right but guys. He, for the most part he hung with us yeah he did this is probably the longest period of time that my wife was able to tolerate hearing from me <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that's hilarious i'm just Whatever. kidding you hilarious of you Anyways, <clears throat> thank you guys for joining us. I'm Alma. I'm Carlene. And I'm Albert. 
Good night, you guys. Thanks. Good night. Have a good night, Podlanders. <laughs> oh my God.